Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Hello, Lance. Hello, me. (laughs) Co-host Lance. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. Uh, Just to prep everyone, we do our Monday morning episodes. Um, I'm going to interview Lindsay Lindsay Fox, who's going to be co-hosting some of them. Um, So that's coming up. So you'll you'll hear another voice here in in a month or so. Um, But it'll be a stranger, but don't worry. It's not stranger danger. We've known her for a long time. And then Al Al announced to me that he he and her are going to come up with a new intro and outro for Monday Morning Coffee, which is fine with me. Guess, Get it done. Guess who we're going to use? Who? Robert E. Beats. Yeah, Robbie Beats. Yes. That's awesome. Um, so if, if you are listening to this on a computer for some reason, not your phone, you're a little old school and I like it. I like it a lot. But that might mean that your computer is a little bit old and you might need a new one. And there's one place to go get it. It's dell.com forward slash inside the firm where you get deals all the time. Great deals. Uh, you get more percentage off than you would anywhere else. It helps us uh, do this podcast. So if you're thinking about contributing, that's a good way. And you also need a computer at the same time or anything else that Dell sells. Monitors. We have this, I think, what is it? 75 75, inch, Al. 75 inch monitor inch. that I just love because when I do Zoom meetings, I turn that sucker on and I can have like three things up there at a time. It's like Star Trek in our office. Basically like Star Pretty Trek. much. Good analogy. I like that. Yeah. Keep them coming. What oh, do you got? What do I got? Well, we are seven months into 2020, but it's still not too late to meet your goal of increasing your firm's productivity this year. ArcCat has the tools any size firm needs to compete, whether it's using ArcCat's powerful search to find product data, downloading high-quality specs, getting the right BIM for your model, or using the patented spec wizard to configure a specification in minutes. Best of all, it's free to use and requires no registration. So check out arccat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. And start building better content today. That's what I got out. Cool, cool. All I have is that uh, some of you might be learning Revit, and you might be going to YouTube, and that's great. Um, but you don't have a comprehensive, systematic approach to learning the program. You're taking little things here and there, and that's good. That actually helps you implement. But if you want a strategy that's been tested and sets you up for a better future by modeling your building like it gets constructed, you need to go to RevitRocketship.com. And there, you'll learn from yours truly, Mr. Al Gore, the vice president himself. Actually, not him. Someone else. It's me. It's this Al Gore. And you will learn Revit that we teach students our firm, and other professionals, RevitRocketShip.com. Al, how do you tell an entrepreneur that their business sucks? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. Okay, and the reason I'm bringing up this, this up is um, I think this, for me, this plays in, obviously, if you, listen, if you listen to this podcast, you know that we do a lot of residential. That's mainly our bread and butter. And I think there's also, like, bad ideas for residential. So this ties in, in Mm. in other words, like, oh, this was your idea for your house. Terrible idea, right? Okay. Stuff like that. So 
but business wise, there's enough businesses that um, we've been involved with or I've I've met with people about, and I'm like, I want to tell them their business sucks, and I have mm. enough experience to know that it sucks, but I don't have the balls. And then I had an I had a uh, I I actually posted this in the Entree Architect community a question, if anybody's ever done it. It was a it was probably one of the most interesting conversations that I've ever had in that in that group. What did so this is Facebook Entree Architect Face, community. The Facebook group. Yep. Entree Architect what community. What did they say? Uh, some people some people said what I think initially everybody else thinks is they go, you know the the the, the proprietarian in me says it's not my property it's not my capital none of my business. Mm. Um, but then there's like the egalitarian that thinks, oh, I need to help people. I, uh, the, mor- the, the moralitarian and I, I need nice to, word. I, you know, I need to, I need to say something to them. But did they ask you or are you volunteering it and no good deed goes unpunished because oh. you're telling them something they're not asking for? Yeah. No. De- and also unsolicited advice. Everybody hates unsolicited uh, advice, yeah. right? So the the conversation was back and forth, and uh, some people said, "Yeah, what I just explained," and then some people said, "Oh no, you you oh, you should tell them, you should tell them." I've told them, and I've saved you know I've saved here's and here's an example of how I saved like myself from you know not not getting tied up with them and stuff like that, because I think so. There's I think there's an argument to be made for both sides, in sure. in the sense of sometimes I think you do need to just say this idea sucks mm. and I wouldn't do it. So I found an awesome article that I wanted to read to you briefly. Uh, I'm going to summarize it. So it's, uh, it's how uh, literally how to tell an entrepreneur that their business sucks. Um, so how do I, it, it, there's a couple of things. First of all, how do you identify that a business sucks? Right. Have you, have you seen an ugly baby? Yes. Right. So you know the baby is ugly, right? And Lance is walking down the street, just pointing out ugly baby, ugly baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it, first of all, is it profitable? That's an easy one. Is this business going to be profitable mm. that you are suggesting, right? Um, are customers are customers leaving? So are you are they are they bringing in new customers, right? Maybe they have a franchise. Maybe they're going to build another franchise. Okay, then that's obvious. They they wouldn't do that. But is this a first time business, right? It's, I think that's where that goes. Um, is there any buy in from the team? Okay, so if if you're if somehow you're at the first meeting with these folks and only one person at the table, let's say it's a three-person team, is buying into it and you're just sensing pushback from the other two, I think that'd be a good one to look for. Maybe the numbers don't add up, right? That's another easy one. So if you're looking at those four factors, then how do you let the entrepreneur down? Can, can I provide one more? Yeah, one more would be good. Um, it, is your solution solving a problem or creating more problems? And has somebody else already solved that problem better? Have you right. looked at your competition? That's for like with products. That is number one. And 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 better can be can be different. Like you could go into the nuances. Like oh, I'm making um, I have Jimmy John's in my head. Like some people would say they don't like those sandwiches, right? Which I I, I do like those sandwiches. But okay, you're not making a better sandwich, but you're making a faster, quicker experience, right? Okay, you are. Who delivers faster than Jimmy John's? No one. No one. So yeah. they, you know, they solve that's the another one. What? Yeah. Because I, I don't want to name the company, but they had a solution and it was like more steps and more complex. And like it didn't work out. It did fail. Here's another example. Let's say it's a service mm. based, not product. I would eat Jimmy John's is a product, right? It's literally making a sandwich. But let's say you're providing a service or a, or a, like a service, a space for service, right? So 
if you're if you're going down the road of you want to create a social space that people rent, is that a good idea right now when people oh. are not socializing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's how people were giving me pushback on how do you know it's a good or bad business? Well, we just kind of explained those are perfect examples. Like a lot of it comes down to common sense of just just literally looking at it at a face value of like, oh, that's a terrible idea. Like mm. I would not be making. It's like a restaurant right now. I've been saying this for months. Who's gonna Who's gonna start a restaurant up after all this? It's probably gonna take. Uh, how long before the the bad taste of all of the, all of this COVID crap gets out of people's mouths? Right, and then they go, okay, I feel safe again. I feel safe that the government's right. not gonna come in and just wipe me out. Yep. And 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 but an idea of a successful restaurant would be like, oh no, we've solved this COVID issue. Boom. With with this. Yep. And then we're flexible, like e- either way, like a, a a Jimmy John's where you can, people can drive by and you can throw the sandwich in, directly into their window as they drive by. <laughs> Brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so how do you let these entrepreneurs down easy? Because I, mm. I do, I'm convinced, I'm convinced that I'm going to, for me anyway, I'm going to start what I, what, I guess what would tip me over the edge of, of actually going through with this and, and figuring out a way to tell a fellow entrepreneur like it's a bad idea one would just be uh, one would just be i don't want to get tangled in that mess does that but, make but sense also, like, like, like i don't want friend, you to spend what if it's your friend and they're going to invest twenty five thousand dollars into it you know oh, what i mean and you you're go. like that's another good example yeah what if you're and you're like oh that's going to put stress or your, on or your wife right or your sure. husband yeah. yeah just like don't do this yeah i've told my wife a couple times don't do that and she just still went forward with it yeah Anyway, so the the your baby is ugly, right? Yeah, that's the bad idea. That don't you can't you can't you can't just go in and instantly say congratulations on your baby. It's kinda ugly, really ugly. Yeah, just put it back. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, actually, one of my kids I thought was pretty ugly to begin with, and then they got cute. So that's what works. The second one too for me. Like and then yeah, it's cute. It happens. Uh, so you can't, you got, you have to soften the blow, right? So here's, here's the way I think you would do it, right? Start off with something like if it were my company, so you're showing Mm -hmm. some empathy Mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. saying, and I don't, what I would avoid here is I would say if it were my company and just so you know, I've been doing business for X people don't want to hear that. Just say simple. If it were my company, yeah, you don't need the appeal to authority. It really bugs me that appeal to authority and, you know, experience. So the way to do this is to go back in your premarital counseling, right? One of my team members just recently got married and they were joking about some of the things she learned in premarital counseling were the same things I heard 30 plus years ago. I'm reading from the article. To yeah. prevent any blaming or hard feelings, it's important to fight with feelings. No one can argue with your feelings. Yes. I felt X when you did X. Why? Yep. The same. I felt embarrassed when you used X twice instead of Y. There you go. He that's and I can't argue with that. <laughs> that's how he feels. How can I argue with his feelings? Yeah, is the point. The same methodology happens in business. Start by saying, "If it were my company, I would do this." Example A. No one can argue with how you feel. You would do something differently. You're not telling them their business sucks, but rather having a conversation. There are no hard feelings. For example, if one of my team members suggests ideas to better my business, I'm going to be more open to those suggestions. However, if she starts telling me that I've screwed up and my business sucks, I'm going to get defensive. Create a dialogue rather than an argument. 
An idea is just an idea in the beginning, even if the idea becomes a reality in the end. I, as the entrepreneur of my company, have the final say-so. Guiding your CEO or entrepreneur effectively as their wingman. This ability has... Uh, this ability to be the trusted advisor of your CEO will elevate your status, incre increase the amount of trust, and steer your company to success. Asterisk. Okay. All asterisk. of that, asterisk. Yep. Please examine whether your suggestion sucks or not. And don't assume it is correct. Because we've gotten bad advice. If I was doing this, I'd charge half the price. And, you know, right? I've been at... Uh, <laughs> just picture... I think everyone has a some sort of drunk uncle. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an uncle, but just like... You know what I mean. He's and it using, doesn't have he's to be using drunk. it as a metaphor. Exactly. Some sort of like... Your life is not put together. It keeps going not put... It's just you can't put it together. You can't put it together, right? And you're sitting around the fire and like you tell them what you're doing and they say... They could even say it there, well, if I was doing it, and then they say the stupidest you've ever heard. Don't... Try not to be that person. Like, try not to just assume that because you have an opinion of what you're doing differently, that you should immediately say that and that's correct. You should speak from experience, but then also from looking forward in trends. Like, Lance has never started a restaurant, but from the trend of right now that you can't really be close, if I was starting a restaurant, I would look into immediately how to not be shut down in these certain situations so that I can be more profitable from the get go. You know, you're so just a little, little tiny asterisk. I like tiny, that. You asterisk. can barely see it sometimes. I like that. Asterisk. And, then, and then the text yeah. down is like twice as small in the book. Okay. But one more thing before we get off this topic is you, you, you brought up the good point of <clears throat> that they ask you. Yeah. Because when I read, if it were my company, I feel like there should have been a lead in question from the client that was, what would you do? Yeah. So I, so, so I think you need that lead in. And then again, for me, these bad business ideas, it's about, I just think I'm not really comfortable getting in, getting in, you know, working, working with that person. If I know it's going to fail I don't know. Number one, like, is there going to be a repeat? Like, yeah, you made a little bit of money for one time. Number two is, um, are you just setting yourself up for like a bad review, a bad experience? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. What do you got, Al? I got, you want me to read this? Oh, we got listener questions. Yay. Yep. Um, so I know what this is from, this is from Greg. Greg uh, Kishko. Yep. So Greg says, I have some more questions for you. Alex, how do you look so handsome wow. all the time? It must be the jujitsu. It's, it's all jujitsu people. And the salads and the fries on Friday. Yeah. They've been making fun of my bruises that I have because I, I don't win too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to your podcast and you mentioned you charged. I want someone to actually write in a question and put in the compliments that I make up for myself. Um, so if you're listening and going to ask a question, just if you could do that work for me, it'd, it'd be even better. So I was listening to your podcast and you mentioned you charge an 18% fee for construction and you are upfront about the costs and markups with the owner. How does this work? Do you have a non-disclosure agreement with them as this can be considered proprietary, proprietary information? 
Let's stop there. You answer. There's more. Yeah, um, we don't have a we don't have an NDA with them. Is that what it, 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 it yes. was essentially an NDA? Be- right? Because I I don't first. Uh, we have a podcast where we kind of just say everything. So the whole proprietary information <laughs> isn't normally on our radar yeah. a lot. Uh, but secondly, I don't view pricing from subs in the lumber yard as proprietary. So like the lumber yard is the lumber yard. If, if someone else knows how much a lumber yard charges, it's not like the, the lumber yard is exclusively selling to you, blah, blah, blah. And most of these people aren't, they're homeowners. They're not connecting with the industry giving out information so i wouldn't really worry about that that's just me yeah i guess what i wonder what the fear with that is well is it just the fear with anything like oh i'm people are going to steal my idea and then they're going to undercut me on price and then they're going to win maybe you know what i feel the fear is we were just talking about so we're using the same painter for different projects yeah and you said oh he didn't include materials, uh, materials. literally the paint i'm like what yep. So like I immediately emailed him and I said, Hey, is this quote materials also? He said, yes. And like, I don't know if we brought like, so, Hey, who got the better price? I don't know. We didn't do the math, but all I needed to do was figure out if my project was on budget or not. Screw your project. Um, so like, that's maybe what they're thinking about is like, Oh, this person gave you this quote. Right. But I still don't say it's proprietary because my floor plan might be super simple and cool and easy. And yours might be a complicated nonsense, you know? So, I mean, judging from our talent and design skills, like, that's probably true. Exactly. So, yep, he's full of it today. (laughs) Uh, The the other thing, too, I think is, remember, if you're service-based, personality is... uh, a lot of their equation if they're going to, if you guys are, and, and for you to work with them. So I, I see that as superseding, like nobody can steal my personality. Al can try. He tries all the time. We both wear black pretty much all the time now. Like he's already trying to copy my style. Well, you just bought an NDSU shirt and I'm going to, I'm literally going to go buy that shirt. So it's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Dark gray, slate gray. Should I, should I, question for the audience. Should I give Al the link to the exact same pair of gray shorts? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We've been doing this for years. I bought a couch. He's like, I like that couch. I'm oh, buying that same really, couch. That was a good couch. That's a good couch. Love that couch. Yep. Yep. Anyway, good <clears throat> question. Keep going. Okay. I understand you recommended to split a design company from a construction company. What if it's just residential? Would you say design build companies are doing it wrong? Can I answer that? <laughs> sure, Al. Yeah, what do you think? No. One, we you don't necessarily know until you get into business with those companies that they might be doing it under another entity, right? So they could be doing it the way we're doing it. Architecture is one, build is another. Mm-hmm. If they are doing it together, I don't think that that's wrong either. Here's what you have to weigh. Separating them structurally saves you a little bit of legal liability, but lawyers are probably going to try to sue everyone. Yep. So... I would actually consider this less for your books. Let's say, yeah. let's say your architecture firm pulls out a profit per year of a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. And your construction company, for some reason, like loses money one year for whatever reason, or it could be the other way around. Your architecture company loses money and your other one makes it. So you pay taxes on that hundred thousand. They don't give you the taxes you would have paid on negative 50,000 up to my knowledge. I'll ask them. I'll let you know. If you combine them, then you get to balance that out and you'll have to pay taxes on $50,000. So 
I would literally discuss with your local lawyer about this. Everyone says, consult your lawyer. No one consults your lawyer. You should maybe consult your lawyer. Yeah, you should. I don't think it's a bad idea. Either. But that's the, 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 the question. Book work, you need I'm to telling know. you, the book work is. You need to know the right question and the right trade off. Yeah. Right. I'm tired of people asking the wrong questions, honestly. Okay. Next one. <clears throat> Love your podcast. Hey, I didn't even make this up and what you guys are doing. I think it's okay. I always love the master builder mindset as well. Trying to follow your steps and do the same here in Massachusetts. Um, what do you guys think of the name? Oh, what do you guys think of the name Realign Design? It's, yeah, Realigned Design. Realigned I love it. Design. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. think it's cool. Yeah, I like uh, the way it sounds. Realigned Design. I mean, I think about the graphics you can have after for your logo and everything. And by the way, I would just go to, if I was you, I would go to like Fiverr. Or 99, 99 designs or something like that. Hire those people. Can you also make a don't a don't gift do your own design work? Where where, let's say the G is fall down like fell down, and then it like whoop. You see realized. what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Whoop. Exactly. Whoop. Lots of opportunities here. Whoop. You can even make sound effects. You, you can, can use that. those. You can cut those for free. I don't even care. Whoop. You there you that. go. Clean. I love it. All right. You had another question. I also, he says, I also oh, yeah, had another right, question. Right. There was another one, yeah. About hers Raider. Since wearing more hats is better, do you think it's beneficial for architects, designers, contractors, developers to become hers Raiders? Or is it considered a specialty that should be left to people that do it all day, every day? I think it depends on the app. So uh, I think I was raving about this app a little a bit ago. There's, a, there's an app with, I think it's Why Warehouser. Hauser? Yeah, Warehouser has a new has an app that we have been using in the firm now that is it's sick. And what it does is it oh yeah, so, there you go, wood products. So I went to warehouser.com and then I'm going to go to the it's called Forte, which means uh strong in in Spanish. Look at you. Did you know that? And Portuguese. Uh Forte webs web software. And so it's single single member sizing for everyone. I just, I, uh, two of our staff members know how to use it. So on small residential projects um, that don't involve any steel, maybe one piece of steel, uh, I'm, I'm stamping those drawings and we're doing all the structural engineering. So where I'm going with that is, is like, if you can find something comparable where it's intuitive and easy to use and it makes, like find an app that is the brain because you don't want to have to relearn. Like our guy, yes, everybody who's an architect listening, they know you did two structural courses. You did basics, and then you actually did some advanced. calculations. Yeah, the advanced one. But you, but you didn't do as much as a PE does. No, not even close. Not even close. But so, so, so that's what I mean. Like you have to find the find the brain. Yep. But with our firm, with eight, eight plus people, we do enough houses that that can be a consistent practice. If you do two houses a year, yeah. don't do it because it's it's it's. Our res checks, I think we sent them out to a guy in California, cost like 300 bucks, right? I mean, maybe we could do it and, and start to charge 300 bucks. And, and honestly, with the amount of volume we do, maybe that's a possibility. But um, think about that. Think about workflow and volume and whether it's worth it and whether you can actually charge for it. If you can't charge for it, if you can't charge the client for it, I'd say send it out, have someone else do it. Yeah. My 40, 46 cents. Awesome questions. Okay. the I, I want to talk about the construction course. Yeah, go for it. Right? It's, it's your idea. So Best idea, Al. We've asked all of our listeners, um, I think last week or the week before, yep. I think we forgot maybe to mention it. 
we are strongly considering Lance's building a couple houses on building a house. We've built this nine plex that we do a, a course of how to take a residential home design and then actually build it and go through everything from how we set up bids to, um, uh, how we negotiate exactly kind of with the client, with this percentage and all that, how that works out to breaking down into two week schedules, like, Hey, what actually happens, what you need to look for, what you need to be aware of, how, how to actually, you know, create a prod, uh, a profit, all that kind of stuff. But we need five people. It, it's going to be a thousand dollars, but the first, we aren't going to do it unless five people like sign up and say they want to do it. Four people already did. Right. So Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. So like if you're sitting there and be like, Oh, I think that like I could also do it. You're the one I'm actually talking to. Yeah. You're the one I'm actually talking to that needs to email AKG at F nine productions.com and say, I'm in for half price. Um, you know, we'll pay, I'll pay half price and, and be the first ones in the course. And, and you'll be able to see it like before anyone else. Um, you know, be way more involved in it than, than anyone else. You're going to love it for half You're going to love it. Yep. So email me if you were thinking about it. It's literally hinging on you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. What do they do? You get to extend it. You get, you get more security because your projects go longer. You get more money. Yeah. It, 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 it will be worth it. It will be worth it. Uh, we got Nick. We got well, what Nick. about this guardian? Well. Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 We don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe nah, next week. Nah, nah, nah. It's a pretty wild article. It's just like people are getting crazy. I'm just, okay, I'm going to give you at least, nah. look, you should, everybody should at least listen. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to give you the title. Okay. The Guardian put out an article, uh, which, which usually I actually like their publication, but sometimes they're just way off. Uh, this was published by Leslie Kern on Monday, July 6th. You can look it up yourself. I'm just going to give you the title to Google. Just have a little fun. Uh, upward thrusting buildings ejaculating into the sky. Do cities have to be sexist? Read that article. Um, that's it. Yeah, we and just to let you know, we didn't write it. Which oh, is like, you know, I like did, we didn't. Yeah, I did not write it. Um, the preview image that they pick for the article is hysterical. Just have a little fun with it. There you uh, go. Other than that, we got Nick with Nick Reads. Here we go. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. I think I've had enough. I might get a little drunk. I say what's on my mind. I might do a little time. Because all of my kindness is taken for weakness. Now I'm four or five seconds from Wilden. And we got three more days till Friday. I'm just trying to make it back home by Monday morning. I swear I wish somebody would tell me. Oh, that's all I want. Woke up an optimist. Sun was shining, I'm positive. Then I heard you were talking trash. Hold me back, I'm about to spaz. Now I'm four or five seconds from Wilden. And we got three more days till Friday. Trying to make it back home by Monday morning. I swear I wish somebody would tell me. Oh, that's all I want. And I know that you're up tonight thinking how could I be so selfish. But you called about a thousand times wondering where I've been. Now I know that you're up tonight thinking how I could be so reckless. But I just can't apologize. I hope you can understand. If I go to jail tonight, 
Promise you'll pay my bail. See, they want to buy my pride, but that just ain't for sale. See, all of my kindness is taken for weakness. Now I'm four or five seconds from Wilden, and we got three more days till Friday. I'm trying to make it back home by Monday morning. I swear I wish somebody would tell me. Oh, that's all I want. Kanye West. Toodles! That was amazing. All I can say is remember to have fun in your life. Um, I'm sure that that rendition of Kanye West will go straight to the top. Straight to the top. Kanye 2020. Yep. <laughs> In case you didn't know, he's running for president. So that, that was why we requested Kanye this week as the reading. I, that, why, why do I not think it's him? Who? That song. Is there a, fe- a female version of it? Got four, I don't think so. five seconds. Nope. I don't think so. He's just that good of a singer. It's just that you're not as big of a Kanye fan as me. That's, that's rough. That you came at me with the barbs. I don't know if I appreciate that. Sorry. Um, is that it? It's all we got for this week. Hey, if you enjoyed this, you are going to enjoy learning Revit. You're, if you enjoyed this, you're going to enjoy Dell. If you enjoyed this, you're really going to enjoy that construction course. So email me about it. And that's, that's all I got. That's all we got. We'll see you next week. 